Hello, this is Angela, and you're listening to Springs of Zion podcast. I want to welcome you today and thank you for listening. It's very encouraging on my journey to continue with these podcasts. 2024, huh? What can happen in a year's time is often so surprising, isn't it? When we look at this last year, are you amazed? Of course, we all have experienced trials and challenges, but what's so amazing is the move of God in our life. It inspires us and builds our faith. You know you've headed in the right direction and are doing right by God. When the bad and ugly shows up, yet you're still in a place of peace without feeling completely wrecked because of your confidence that God is working. Although we might have had to profess to ourselves multiple times, God, I know you're working, we're able to stand firm on this amazing faith, a gift from God, and a measure of our maturity in Christ. We are all aware that sometimes God does unusual things. We have an example in the book of Acts, chapter 8. Philip was God's instrument to bringing the good news of Jesus Christ to an Ethiopian man in his wilderness. After leading the man to faith and baptism, Philip and the new convert came up out of the water, and when they did, the unusual thing happened. The Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. So much that this man never saw him again. The evangelist simply disappeared from sight and was not seen again there. The inspired record is clear that this is the work of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord. Philip was supernaturally transported away from the place of that baptism. But Philip didn't go to heaven. Instead, Philip was found 35 miles away. This is a miraculous transportation, don't you think? It's strange and perhaps unprecedented event in Scripture. But a similar thing happened when the disciples' boat came immediately to its destination in John chapter 6. Immediately the ship was at the land. How far they were out on the waters, we don't know, we're not told. But when the Lord came, immediately, suddenly, the ship arrives miraculously on shore. And this is something that could also happen to us, right? We've been told we will be caught up in 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 through 18. And also in Acts 1, 9. And after he said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Like so many before, we are given the keys to enter his staircase, leading upward to the Father's chambers, hidden in a cloud. We are told, as we believe in the Lord, we are counted and given keys based on our faith. (laughs) Genesis 15, verse 6. His keys cannot be found within our own efforts, you guys. Nope. But through God himself. Luke 21 Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. God makes a move, or in today's case, a spiritual harpazo. In the Greek, the word harpazo means seize, carry off by force, or snatch away. And in Strong's, when I looked it up, it's uh, word number 726. It translates as suddenly took. However, the New Testament translates it as caught up. Then which we are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 4.17 
When the Lord began revealing this to me, I found myself a little awestruck. I began reading the scriptures in a new way, and I hope I'm opening this up to you as well. One of the first scriptures I found was, The night is almost gone, the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Or how about, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Philippians 4. These two verses are just the beginning. When you start looking, (laughs) we know God is near. Because we already studied that if we abide in Jesus, Jesus abides in us. And so scripture can take on a, a new light or presence of the Lord. The presence or coming of Christ was conceived in Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him, meaning presence, and he will be with us. Christ indwells in us as we abide in him. This should provide peace to us as Jesus is here right now with us. John 15, Paul revealed the glorified Christ had returned to his own to dwell in them uniting them into one body, vitally connected with him, a body whose members were already in the kingdom, who even sat already in heavenly places. So the mysterious word harpazo, well, it just kept bubbling up day after day as I went throughout my summer. The Lord had given me this word. It's in my journal. And I followed up with some scriptures, but it wasn't until my neighbor who brought up the rapture, and I said, Harpazzo. And she said, what is that? Well, the Lord does these things. He, he, he drops a word in my spirit, and I do a little research, gnaw on it for a bit, then set it aside, and tell someone in my life brings it up again. Then I know the Lord is like, come on, Angela, get with it. So let me share my research. I found there were seven actual specific Harpazzo events spoken of in God's word. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will be changed. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty one. So this mystery that we're taking a look at, we must be awake to consider it so that we can be changed. So let's get started. Enoch is our first illustration in Genesis 5, verse 24. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And then in Elijah, we have 2 Kings Chapter 2, verse 1, And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. So he was actually taken to heaven. Then we have Philip, who we just spoke of, who was transported. And then we have Paul in 2 Corinthians 12. Paul is taken up into the third heaven and hears words not to be spoken of. And let's not forget John in the boat. We We talked about that, how he quickly was landed God, so they were willing to receive him in the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. John 6, 21. And then we have Jesus. He was transported to heaven, and then his resurrection, and then the body of Christ, the ecclesia, the church, right? And we know the ecclesia are those who carry the Holy Spirit. We are part of the body of Christ, Jesus Christ. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. Such a one caught up, the Greek word harpazo, to the third heaven, 2 Corinthians 12. That's what Paul says. 
I believe Philip is probably our best example for today. Philip baptized the Ethiopian, and when they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and was not seen again, but went on his way rejoicing. I believe the water in this is an example to us that when we enter the water of God, the flowing Spirit of God, we could be taken up. Philip was miraculously transported. Another example described by Luke, Dr. Luke in Acts, is when Paul was in Jerusalem and the Jews accused him of speaking against their religion. This dispute became so violent that the commander was afraid Paul would be torn by pieces. He ordered the troops to go down and take him away from them by force and bring him into the barracks, Acts 23. This is harpazo is translated to take by force. We're not told who the troops are. Troops of heaven hosts? In both cases, someone is suddenly moved away from where they were. It's as though someone had seized them. And the second case could be the troops are the means of the Holy Spirit, right? So now think again about this unusual miracle. When God does such surprising things, there are two wrong ways to respond. Some respond with doubt and unbelief, saying, how could God do such an impossible thing? And then some respond with a distracted, trying to recreate the experience of these remarkable events. We should not fall into either of these. We believe that God can do and do anything unusual. God is amazing. And we keep our focus on Jesus, the good news, and not allow ourselves to be distracted or try to recreate this. Philip is our example. He directly experienced the miracle of transportation, yet having experienced it, he got to work as an evangelist. In fact, he's the only one titled with the title of an evangelist in Acts 21.8. He, he was miraculously transported, but it empowered him. So don't wait for God to do something unusual. Get busy. Do what God has called you to do and let God take care of the unusual things. My beloved spoke and said to me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, come away. Song of Songs, Solomon, chapter 2, verse 10. And you're probably wondering, what does all this have to do? Well, you know, if we look at our world right now, you guys, the deep, deep darkness has come upon the land. This is an ancient darkness manifesting itself in our culture to overtake our lives. To overtake the world. Our world has removed God from our culture, from our schools. I mean, in some places, he's not even in the church. The ancient devils have moved into God's temple. We are God's temple. And these devils have names. They're called Baal, Beelzebub, Moloch. I mean, do a little research. These devils, they have an agenda. And... They need a host. The darkness has been set in motion by these devils by transforming our entertainment, our media, our schools, our corporation, government to destroy God's values, God's morals, and perceptions so that man can't follow God. This unrelenting darkness seeks not only to exist, but to exercise full dominion over everything it touches until complete submission. For those who try to stand and resist its conquest, it won't stop until it seeks transformation, until it has destroyed their will to resist it. 
It's a darkness that cannot rest until all light is extinguished. If we look back in history, we can ask, how was the darkness destroyed? God moved his people, right? And he sent help. I want to quote Lady Julian. This was a wonderful book the Holy Spirit led me to. God of his goodness has ordained means to help us, full, fair, and many. The chief being that which he took upon him, the nature of man. So when God came to the earth as a man through Jesus, he came and stood as you and I are today. He understands and empathizes and sympathizes with us. He understands the unrelenting darkness, the evil spirits that seek not only to exist, but to grow in full force until it touches man by altering his perceptions of reality into its dark image. It won't stop, you guys, until every single human makes a choice. This darkness is a copycat. It requires every tongue shall confess its name and every knee shall bow. But we can't forget the sovereignty of our Jesus Christ. He is more powerful. If we are filled with Christ, these devils can't alter or bend our reality into its dark image. We are all aware that we have entered a very interesting time in history and that this divine activity that's going on, it requires man to turn back to God. This is the intense confrontation between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. This spiritual design by God through his promises is to destroy the darkness when and if man confesses Jesus is his Lord and God. As the darkness over the earth continues to grow, God is saving a remnant. The Lord will carry us away. All who confess Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our Lord. Today, if you believe in Jesus, you have been joined to the remnant of the Jews that have been saved. God has called for himself a people that were previously not a people and has called us beloved, where previously we were not loved. Romans 9, 24 through 26. We are told by Isaiah, as Israel had turned away from God, through the number of the Israelites, be like the sand by the sea. Only the remnant will be saved, for the Lord will carry out his sentence on earth with speed and finality. It's just as Isaiah said, unless the Lord Almighty has left us descendants, we would all become like Sodom and Gomorrah. Romans 9, 27 through 29. God looked ahead and he knew the corruption. He knew mankind would fail. Each generation gets more wicked and more evil. But I'm sharing this today because the Lord, he knows those of you, especially those who are listening, are seeking him in his hidden place. In your secret place of prayer, he's going to equip us. He is he showed me a multidimensional site that's going to carry us and snatch us away. He's going to show his remnant how to see forward, backwards, reverse, upside down, to the right, and to discern and declare his purposes on earth. Hallelujah. This is going to be our job to declare light, to bind the darkness. And his Holy Spirit comes to deliver keys. 
at least in my dreams, there were two ring sets of keys. And these keys open gates and doors to gain our holy position, our holy land. In my dream many years ago, I did not understand this. And this is the reason you need to make sure you keep track of things. Because when you go back to it, because of your walk with God, you get a deeper revelation. And it'll be different than what you got originally. So let's stick to the facts, though. God showed Paul in Acts chapter 9 how to hear his voice. Paul's divine interaction to meet the Lord will be our guide and our example of your journey ahead. First, Paul met the Lord and heard his voice in verses 4 and 5. And then Paul, in verse 6, was filled with a longing to obey the Lord and do his will. And then Paul began to pray in verse 18. And he was baptized by the Holy Spirit. Paul united in fellowship with God's people, verse 19, and then he began to testify powerfully about God in verse 22, and then he grew in grace. This is our roadmap for how to move into the cloud of Harpazzo. Each one will be given holy ground as they are given resonance over all their strongholds and will be revealed and removed these strongholds by God himself. Darkness can ac- cannot access his divine. God told me that he's calling this his city of David. He built up all the way around from the supporting terraces inward. David became more and more powerful. And the Lord said, hosts was with him, building a palace for David, knowing that Lord had established him, exalted him for the sake of his people. 2 Samuel 5 verses 9 through 12. God is groaning. For the heavens have been opened over many nations and he's pouring out his fire upon his believers to raise us up, to to be powerful, to overcome the darkness, to pray for souls. He groans because so many are asleep in such intense darkness. People have been lulled into these agendas. For he has rescued us from the domain of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, Colossals 1, 13 and 14. The trumpet's been sounding over the earth. Can you hear it? God is coming suddenly to his temple. He's coming inside of you. This door, this is the Harpazo cloud door. Think of this as a spiritual door that you're about to walk through. As I'm pondering this spiritual door with the Father, I'm reminded of a vision given when studying the book of Songs. I was shown his hidden staircase as a way to enter God's chamber as his bride, a very intimate place for each believer. This is the threshold where everything that has been hidden begins to be revealed. Meditate on this door. Sit quietly, breathe deeply, waiting and expecting God to arrive as you desire to see Jesus' face. The word meditation was stolen by the New Age movement, just like our rainbow. We need to take them back. Meditation is a very powerful tool in your walk. When you meditate, you're given a deeper knowing of the words that you receive within your heart. You're bowing down and you're able to ponder. So it's safe to meditate on scripture because we're bending down and we're asking God to reveal important factors 
found in his hidden staircase. What we know within our hearts is the truth allows us one more step up the staircase until we can meet that door and open it. And remember, it has a mental, I remember it having a metal handle. And we have learned on this podcast, metal is something you have to actually overcome. These are the hindrances to turn that knob. So as I share my vision, close your eyes and think about this as you're walking with me. This is to open your spiritual mind and allowing your will to surrender. Bend in a knee so the Holy Spirit can move. This is entering the deep with God, okay? So here's my vision. I began to climb the steps within the Herdon staircase, also known to many as Jacob's Ladder. I quickly ascend upward, taking every step that leads to a door ahead that is closed. As I approach, a veil is broken to reveal a metal doorknob that I turn to open the wooden door. I've made a conscious choice to open this door to reveal a white marble path leading to a throne far off in the distance. As I walk this path, I become aware of a lightweight fabric swishing back and forth along the floor behind me. I glance back to see see a floating train of lace beautifully sewn into my garment. I turn my head and look down my neck to see tiny pearls perfectly sewn along the neckline. To my astonishment, I am wearing a wedding dress. And let me tell you, I was astounded because I, ne- I did not have a wedding dress when I got married. So this was a beautiful picture the Lord have provided. And I later discovered that this wedding meant that I was his bride. For clarification of this, this vision, we can look to our guide, the Holy Spirit, who has been placed in each side of us to resettle our unholy slo- soil within our minds, heart, and souls. You see, I didn't think I deserved a wedding like this, so I didn't have a wedding like this in the natural. But God is coming to change all the things that we believe about ourselves to what He believes you to be. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land and then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord, Ezekiel 37, verse 14. God's army is ripe and ready for the Lord to appear and this divine encounter will come in a cloud to carry you away. This is God's harpazo, a personal encounter. So I'm going to conclude this. I want to do a part two of this so this isn't too long. And I want you to think about everything that I've shared. And I just, I'm just so thankful the Lord is drawing us. So stay tuned for part two.